Welcome back to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. معاكم علي سلامة والنهاردة today is uh, quite a special day. Um, I just got off a call with one of the masterminds behind the Me Too movement of Egypt. Um, today we're going to be talking about how empathy is one of the core driving forces behind making one of Egypt's largest um, and most effective feminist movements um, that we've witnessed to date. Uh, today we are speaking with Shadi, Shadi Noor. For those that may not really know, Shadi lives in New York. Um, he was a big collaborator with the account Assault Police with a couple of other masterminds that really broke the entire narrative around rape culture, sexual assault, and have opened an entirely new channel for women in Egypt to express freely, anonymously. Um, I'm not going to take much more time because we dive into a very deep discussion around how this came about. Um, and we have to bear in mind that Shadi and Sabah are not in Egypt. So social media and change making and caring and standing up to what you believe in. This is actually what makes us different from the older generation. We have what it takes to make a difference. And I hope by listening to this episode, you can get a glimpse of how this amazing man was part of something that is actively changing the narrative and history for women in one of the largest countries and one of the most impactful countries and and in pretty much one of the most the country that has one quarter of the arab population let's put it that way 100 million and 400 million arabs this is the man himself shadi noor Shady, let me just ask you one thing because I think that we need to make it clear. What did you play by? What was your role in Taw Sabah? And I know that many yeah. people are have to have to stay anonymous here. But yeah. you don't have to really share information, more information than you need to. I just want to make it clear. What did you play? And I know that you played a role of uh, assault police as well. But what, okay. what was your primary role and what are you going to be doing right now to maintain okay. what has and what continues to, to exist? which is okay. the feminist or the women revolution. Okay. Like from the very beginning, it's like, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to say and I can't say, but I'm going to give a brief kind of thing. Number one, I'm not assault police. Okay. That's just for good. Yes. We work together. Yes. I help them with everything, but I'm not collaborate. assault police. Collaborate. <laughs> yeah, we are. Exactly. You know, they're doing something incredible. Yeah. I know them. I know them very well. Yeah. And, um, and uh, and I gave them a lot of the things, and I helped them until this very day. Now we are all a group, but I am an entity of my own. Sabah is an entity of her own because we started sharing these things from the beginning, before Assault Police was created. But we're all on the same page, and we're all together. Yes. Sure, I'm not going to call myself Assault Police, but at the same time, No one is because for people yeah. that may need to understand, this is a very big legal liability. To, to absolutely 
because mm. this isn't this isn't coming out of your mouth <laughs> so it's okay to do something on this scale and to accuse and and to really make a change at that scale people have to come together and this is what this whole podcast is about it's it's empathy always wins so that's mm. it's the whole message of it is if you want to make a change you, you really can't do it alone but this is really a big inspirational lesson that I want to share with all our listeners right now. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it all started, I think, on the 28th. Uh, the whistleblower, uh, Nadia, uh, she, she shared the first post, like, talking about him, okay? And a few people came and they commented and they said the same things and they said that this guy has been accused before. And then I found this post and I, did, I felt like I looked at like the likes and the shares and I was like, this is not getting enough. Fem. So I literally just took it, posted it on my stories. After the first post, I got comments, like people on my DMs. Shady, Shady, my God, this person did this and that to me. But first it was just re- like, like uh, things that weren't so severe, you know. Shady, this guy has been stalking me on this and that. Shady, this guy harassed me uh, uh, during an exam back during the school days. Shady, this guy has been this and that. He has been harassing my sister. He's been stalking this. And then another girl came and told me, she was like, Shady, he called my mother because I didn't want to do something with him. It's like, what the hell? And then I was like, there is something here to this guy. So I, I, I shared what they were saying. And then more people came in. And then more people came in, but through my message requests. And then the stories started getting shared. That's and people were like, go to, go to Shady Nur's profile now, go to Shady Nur's profile now, look at what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking numerous, bad, dozens of people, tens and tens of people just coming in being like, this guy did this, this guy did this, this guy did this to me, this mm-hmm. guy did this to my sister. And all this horrible, horrible shit. And then for Atiha, I was like, Yanni, the, the, the testimonies started getting worse and worse and worse. And then they started coming anonymously, where they're like, Shady, please don't, don't share these stories. You know, don't share this, don't share this. I get, I get some disgusting disgusting things yeah. and then the things started getting shared and shared more and more and then the next day Sabah took it and she took it and she blew it the hell up you know yeah. it was I think she was she was sharing as well the stories that yani, right after right after I was sharing them and then she started getting more message requests yeah. and then the next day she made that post that was permanent I didn't want to make that permanent post to be honest because I was like you know <laughs> something that I'm going to talk about in a second. Yeah. After she made that, and the whole thing blew up. And then Tara as well, uh, she shared as well. And people as well started sharing and it just started going crazy. Yeah. And our message requests started going nuts. Sorry, the message, like, you know, the inbox yeah. message requests. It said 99 plus, meaning that it's way, like it's above 100, but they're not even going to say the number, like on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. The many of, that, that many, many of this them were... Is, this, this is a movie. This is, this, is, this is a literal movie on... Yani, it should be... You I, haven't heard shit yet. I, I know, but <laughs> and I, uh, I don't want to... I'm just going to tell you, you're going to be like, what the can, hell? Yeah, yeah, until it can literally be formulated into a, into a script and into an actual, actual, actual visual... Uh, element because you know uh, human beings look the rest of the story is just gonna blow you away all right <laughs> uh, no 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 this is where the real new york times spoke to sabah and they said we want to come and we want to film this documentary because are you serious like, yeah 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 they uh, so after this thing blew up 
I, I had to step back. So Nadine, the first whistleblower, she messaged me and she's like, Shady, I saw that your, you know, your posts are going viral now and I wanted to speak to you personally. And then I told her, I remember it was all raining and stuff. And then so I told her, I was like, I'm going to speak to you in a second, but I was waiting for you to message me. I was waiting for this. I was waiting for her to say something. Mm. And her posts blew up, Khalas, fam. Mm. I knew that she'd reach out and I was waiting for her. And then but I knew, I felt, yani, I was like, listen up, Nadine, these people, and she was like, what? Are you serious? I was like, listen to me. And this is where I have to say this now. My name is Shadi Ayman Noor, okay? And there's a lot of politics in my family, right? And I have grown up within a, a you know, political mess of when my father ran against Hosni Mubarak for president in 2005. He was thrown in prison like two weeks after he announced that he's going to run for president. It was just hilarious. And then the whole world went crazy and all. I, and the Egyptian media destroyed us. They were destroying us. So I know the, the tactics of the Egyptian media. I know the tactics of the lawyers. I know a lot of these strategies and tactics because I grew up within it, which, is, which really was my role within this whole period. In the, after the thing blew up, I said, I'm going to step the fuck back and I'm going to start working behind the scenes. In the, because I knew that this family would, number one, they, the, I knew that they would start, try to use my father's name so that they can delegitimize all of the testimonies. Because my father is, a, he is absolutely a, a hated figure for the government right now, for the regime. He's a huge critic. They hate him. You know, so if they and that's use, a very smart and empathetic move from you to do. Like let's oh, that, just put it that. Really. Let's just put it plain and clear. It is very very smart of you for. And it's very 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 accurate of you to say that, and very wise of you because I think that's something that a lot of people will, will yeah. find very new to them. Yeah, oh, that was up. I'm literally saying new information now that most people aren't going to know. Okay, <laughs> so it was uh, so that I stepped back because I knew I was like these people are going to try to wreck this. Okay, by using Ayman Noor's name, and so uh, Ayman Noor's name meaning foreign conspiracy and all this because my father doesn't live here, live in uh, Cairo now. Long story, he's considered a traitor by the government. Long story, but I don't want to talk politics now. Yeah, but I knew that they would try using it against him because he's a hardcore, hardcore CC critic. So, first of all, I spoke to the group and I told them number one tactic that they're gonna do. Okay, by the way, the group is extremely intelligent, by the way. Actually. But so I was kind of, you know, trying, you know, uh, working a lot with the strategies. And then I told them, I was like, the first thing that's going to happen is that they're going to try delegitimizing everything. And they need to have the public raise their eyebrows on the, um, the legitimacy of all of these uh, uh, testimonies. How are they going to do that? Number one. And I told them this. They are going to have to push at us a fake person, a fake testimony. Okay. Mm. Uh, three days later, what happened? Three days later, there was a sudden appearance of a girl called Farah. Farah hit the Egyptian news before we ever heard of her. She came from another, another planet and she was automatically on Egyptian news and her face was on it. So she didn't care her, about herself being anonymous and her. And her story was, Ahmed Zaki harassed me, 
And now I spoke to the public prosecutor and he said, you should come back. And then so she, it was just this huge ass story. And then the next day they debunked it. They said, ah, Al-Bintidi, the picture is of a Syrian girl. And they brought the Syrian girl to actually say, guys, this is my picture. All of this is nonsense and bullshit. So they made this profile one day so that the next day they can, they can completely debunk it, which was a tactic, thankfully, that I knew would happen three days before. And I told them, this, this, has, this is a well-known tactic for, to make people question a specific uh, movement or a specific, especially in testimonies and stuff like that. Wow. Second tactic that I knew they would do, and we all knew they'd do this, is that they would hit, they would hit the Ayman Noor card, my father's card. And then they wanted, the, and then so they did. The first person to share the Farah post, which was his name is Muhammad al-Bez, he was the first person to share it. Coincidentally, guys, he was the first person to share it on social media. The next day, he is the first person to debunk it. The next day, Ahmad Bassem Zaki was put in prison. And then the day after, we found out new information that Shadi Ayman Noor, Ayman Noor's son, is managing this and he's the brain of this. And this smells really bad. This is a foreign conspiracy. And this and that, it's fucking hilarious. And guess what happened? It didn't work. It didn't work. The people of the regime didn't give a flying hovering fuck. They just, they were like, let's ignore this. And all of the people, even the, the people that hate my father, the, support, the supporters, can, they were like, fuck it. <laughs> like, and like, this came as a surprise, even for me, to be honest. It was too late. They pulled the Ayman Noor card one day late. late. It was very late by then, because I think, you know, and I've been, I think when I reached the uh, Salt Police, it was at around maybe 15K. And like three, four days, I was surprised that it passed a hundred. I was like, "Holy crap!" And how many, yeah, yeah, yeah. how many millions landed on this and didn't? You know what I mean? So it just, yeah. it just went viral. It went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was out of their control. And Khalas, he was put in prison, and the girls were taken seriously by the National Council for Women. And the Nehebel I made big moves. The Ayman Noor card didn't work for them. And of course, I know for a f- like not for a fact. But we all know how the Egyptian media, Yanni, in the, the family, they paid this guy, Muhammad al-Bez. They definitely paid him, you know, definitely. They paid him to create Farah. And Farah was created. They paid him for to be the first person to share it. They paid him as well for to debunk it. And they also paid him to pull this whole Aymanur card. And it didn't work. But I stayed behind the scenes. At its worst. <laughs> yes, exactly. They did it too late. We were a step ahead. We were always a step ahead. And this is because of my traumatic experiences ever since I was young, because of the media and how the lawyers work, now all this shit works. And the extremely intelligent group, extremely intelligent group well, that works on this. Yeah, and it's very, I, it's very evident. Oh it's very evident because I don't think anyone could have pulled this off. It's very, oh, very no, 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 man. They are in, incredible. When I moved behind the, the, the scenes, we had a group. This is where shit gets interesting, guys. How did all, a lot of people are asking, how did all these testimonies happen? You know, how did you guys get this guy kicked out of his university, Fem, in Spain? <laughs> how did you guys get, you know, uh, uh, women to, to testify and say what happened to them um, uh, in, Spain? in Spain? How did you guys get, get, get people in Qatar to, to talk, because he was in Qatar for a bit, to talk about what happened with the girls over there? And a lot of, and now recently as well with Canada. Yeah. Then, oh, Canada is insane. I mean, I'm in Toronto. I can only, I saw the post of, 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 the girl, what, yeah, he, yeah, of, of what he, yeah. I, anyways, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was, 
it was a a mad, mad like mad detective work that came out of this group. Yeah, we were detectives and we did police work I for him. Know. We were fucking detectives and we did not sleep. And we were we were taking uh, um, speaking to the survivors collecting all of like uh, like all of the survivors that would want to testify and telling them and then that, that's when Nebelheim changed the, the the rules yani it was an exceptional rule of guys they can come and they will testify anonymously we were promoting this and then we 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 got the survivors and we told them guys you will testify anonymously and we will be responsible this is not a fucking job yeah <laughs> this is not our job but this was empathy to him. Yeah. This was what was done with our hearts. Is yeah. that this is all that matters for us. This is why all of this happened. All of this happened, of course, because, of, because we want to fix sexual assault and sexual harassment in Egypt. We want to, you know, we want to fix these humongous issues that, that make girls' lives a living fucking hell in Egypt. Yeah. But at the same time, these, these brave survivors that went through fucking shit... They're our priority. So we worked on things that were none of our fucking business. We did things that are out of our, we were our own lawyers for a time, telling, speaking about like how we're going to manage this. What are the laws that we can use for this and that? What are the laws that they're going to use against us? We got a lawyer at the beginning, the lawyer, the first one didn't work. And then we got last minute, Aza Seliman, which is our lawyer. Okay, and she's amazing. We made it clear that I wanted, like, we wanted a woman, uh, like, uh, uh, a strong uh, women's group for him uh, uh, to actually take this case. Because, I mean, who's going to take it better? And I know that, that a lot of people are like, Shady, don't, you know, don't, like, be sexist about, you know, like, uh, khals, uh, shit. Of course, men would definitely be able to, but, but I mean, like, the woman would be able to. Yeah, the woman would yeah. be empathizing, and the woman would be a little bit more easy. I mean, you're dealing with very trom. You're dealing with people who are traumatized. Women who are traumatized by a exactly. by a masculine figure. The last thing exactly. you want to do is have them uh, take uh, legal orders or legal advice from even exactly. that person may not be representative, but it's only empathetic and thinking in that way and putting yourself in their shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The National Council for Women was halas. They were they were asking people to come forth to them. But we insisted as much as we respect now, we respect the moves of the National uh, 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 Women's Council for Women. We, what they did, Salaha, during the past two weeks, they made very, very good moves. Same with the Naib Al-Aim, Salaha, Regardless of what your political ideologies are or whatnot, you have to admit, in that they actually took a very good stance recently. And so... We, at the beginning, we were telling people, okay, you can go to the National uh, uh, Council for Women. And then afterwards, we changed our tactic completely because uh, we wanted the lawyers to go in with the public prosecutor and uh, with, the, with, the, with the survivors. The National Council for Women didn't do that for him. Mm. And they let the lawyers, they let the girls go in alone. And that's it. We wanted to take this in a different way. I wanted them to go through our lawyers. So we got them lawyers as well. Also, not our job. <laughs> we got the lawyers and we were managing the whole process of putting the, 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 these brave survivors 
uh, in contact with these lawyers. Sabah was telling me like, you guys were very effective to the point where lawyers were actually working pro bono, like the, some of the best lawyers wanted to just be involved with the case to work pro bono as well. So exactly. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this actually speaks volumes on... Oh no, of course, man, of course. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Not everybody wanted this guy in prison. Everyone. Even like the police, the, every single figure in the whole country. Why, why would you want a pedophile rapist to run around the country harassing and, and, and sexually assaulting women down to the age of, there, there were like not so severe sexual harassment cases against girls which were 11 years old. 11 fucking years old, yeah. you fucking animal. Yeah. You know? It's like, what the hell? Everybody wanted him gone. Everybody does. And so we were managing the whole process as well, exactly as Sabah said, between getting all of the survivors and speaking to them and getting them to Aza, monitoring the whole thing, and they're speaking to us the whole way through, and we're still speaking to other survivors to get them to come, to come forth, et cetera, et cetera, taking care of them every step of the way while other other sect, other people from our group as well we're still doing investigative work speaking to yeah. diplomats around the world i'm talking to a diplomat now in canada okay to get him barred from going into canada to get him not allowed the you the the, the 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 european union wants aslan Omar they are they're working on a case against him aslan because of the assault that he committed in the european union in spain it happened in their ground so uh, you know so to actually have a court case done against him yeah. and I think uh, the negligence of the family that, that that needs to be buried like that needs to 100% be buried I'm not even um, you know as much as one would like to have mercy um, I think mercy needs to go to the girls that have buried all that shit because I think that uh, um, it is it is it is simply if a, a, a father's and a mother's responsibility uh, to monitor their child's behavior uh, up to a certain age. And yeah. we both know that up to a certain age, he was still doing what he was doing. And legally, exactly. if we were to talk about legally, legally they would have been responsible. So it's it's purely negligence, first of all. And uh, second of all, it's uh, it needs to be dealt with. And everybody in that upper community needs to understand that no one is uh, no one is no one's gonna play the the, the 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 dealer card here you know no one's yeah, gonna yeah. no one's gonna have it uh, easy and everyone needs to understand that this is uh, this is very serious and this is something that uh, isn't just um, revenge uh, we're trying to prevent other young girls from living traumatic uh, upbringings and, and adolescence. It's oh no, without a doubt, without a doubt. And by the way, parents, this is a big lesson to a lot of people. Number one, parents have to monitor their children. Parents have to take care of their children. And if they, if they have children that are not well, they have to get them help. They have to get them help, which is, it comes to a very, very important point. And I know that you, you probably would speak a lot about this, is getting rid of the taboo of mental illness. That must be it. Yeah. If because of the taboo of mental illness and how uh, uh, people see it as such a shame, a lot of extremely ill people don't get help. Ashen Aib. That must be it. And that is a disaster. And if this weren't the case, 
we have so many problems to tackle right now. You have the whole mental illness taboo in Egyptian society, and of course, many other societies, but say Egyptian society in general. You have toxic masculinity, sexual harassment and sexual assault, basically, which all fall under the umbrella of toxic masculinity. And you have, this is one of my most important points that I need to stress on. Number one, the institutions. Yes, that, and we need to reform the institutions. Mafihesh, AUC, some people in AUC are trying to reform the institutions now. Fahim, the institution. AIS, a lot of people, you know, tons. But the main point that I want to talk about is that the new campaign that we should be working on right now, we have reached the, the elite and the upper middle class in Egypt. And after we started writing in Arabic, which was done on purpose, halfway through and by the end, on purpose, by the way, because we wanted to gain public support from that, from the elite and from the upper middle class first, because when we write in Arabic and it trickles down, the amount of support to the women is already confirmed. So when it trickles down, illness, they're already pro it. They're already like, oh, with all due respect, by the way, to the rest of the country. No, no, without a doubt. You know, you get what I mean. But it's public if, opinion, no. If Nadine, the whistleblower, and this whole thing was written in Arabic first, if this strategy of writing in English first was not done, can I push you straight into the, to the lower middle class? And then, إلا كان هيحصل بقى which is exactly why we had to hit there first. I think what you guys have done, and literally this could be the title of this episode, is you've created a blueprint for, for implementing change through youth change makers on social media. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. that simple. It's that simple. Yeah. Because yeah. I think using your experience, Min Ahlak, your father, uh, in politics and using a couple of other very, very, very intelligent people in the team that uh, will stay anonymous. I think this is um, the secret uh, of ensuring that a campaign or a movement, uh, I think this is way bigger than Ahmed Bassem Zaki. I think this oh, is no, way without, bigger. There's Ahmed Bassem Zaki is, uh, is, is just the tip of the iceberg. And there's so many people. You, you see right now, there's other pages of uh, other accusations going on. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 we're, what we're trying to do is not really, you know, just start pointing fingers at people because this is going to happen inevitably. What we're trying to do is we're trying to make it very clear for parents uh, that who had a blind eye intentionally to actually wake the wake the fuck up because I think yeah. really what's going on and we can't avoid that and uh, it's not that uh, great institutions don't have that and they're safe and all these things no one is safe um, not in, in, yeah, any, nowhere in the yeah. world actually as, as, as a woman because uh, these things happen everywhere it's not a it's not a call to action against Egypt blacks and I think that Egyptians are one of the most empathetic people in the world actually because and we've seen that bezet 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 in this movement uh, the support the, the virality within three, four, five, six days. Uh, yes, there were people that were attacking the movement, but uh, you saw how it ended and how it unfolded um, with yeah. the strategy. Uh, it proves that people are good. They want good, even if they're acting otherwise. And uh, yeah. I think that what we just need to do moving forward, with uh, this is where I want to take this direction. How can we make it sustainable, Yashadi? How can we, how can we keep this going despite burnout, despite um, 
it's very good therapists are offering their time their you know ana hatta empower uh, we've uh, started the linking the survivors to therapists initiative we've actually gone five on board fully Uh, I'm refusing to sort of, uh, you know, dive into a bigger pool or whatever because I have no control over that and I know what I can offer very well versus what, you know, will uh, eventually uh, maybe uh, disperse because of uh, the, you know, trends do die. Um, that's something we know for sure. But uh, once you control at least a little bit of a small pool, you have control and you yeah. can have something sustainable, very strong over the long term, which is what you guys have actually proven uh, to actually have, uh, have worked very well. But yes, but so we can easily, we can easily fuck up. <clears throat> of course, Now, of course. For a number of reasons. Number one, you mentioned a very, very, very important word, consistency. Okay. Yes. Uh, did you say consistency or what was the word you yeah, said? Consistency and sustainability sustainability both of these yeah how to sustain the movement is uh, how to sustain uh, assault police and myself and sabah how to sustain us is is a is a very very big question mark because right <laughs> us on because yeah e- even though that group is a bunch of ridiculous intelligent people and the women the women in that group are oh my god They are beyond us. Yeah, you can never imagine. This is a woman's revolution. I did nothing compared to the woman, Aslan. I did fucking nothing. I just pushed and I pushed behind them and I pushed as much as I can. I used my strategy techniques of, of what I grew up in and what I grew up through, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, a few of the, you know, the followers that I have, which were kind of, you know, influential people and whatnot. That's how I fucking did. Yeah. But so when it comes back to what happens next, How to sustain uh, assault police and how to sustain us and everything. Now, things got out of our hands, of course. Say four days in, five days in, things were completely out of our hands. They were bigger than us. And that freaked me the fuck out, to be completely honest, because I wanted to control everything. I wanted everything to be under our control as the group, hell, like, God, like, I didn't, I didn't even let the lawyers get, like, full control at the beginning. I was like, la, 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 we have to be completely in control. Um, the lawyers took complete, full control only four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I backed the fuck off then. I was like, ah, oh, okay, time. Okay, man, this group, we learned so much about the Egyptian law and the Egyptian constitution in a matter of fucking one week. You can just never imagine. <laughs> and we're a bunch of, we're a bunch of writers and filmmakers and musicians. Who the fuck are we, you know? <laughs> What the fuck do we have to do with any of this, you know, as far as strategy and all that, you know, like about like, you know, doing all the detective work and all the law work and all that kind of stuff. But moving on back to the consistency and the sustainability. That's a very, very difficult question. And that is a question that is haunting me and it's haunting the rest of the group on how we should take that. And how we should take that, number one, I always want to be a step ahead from what they're doing and what okay. the other families are doing, et cetera, et cetera. We always want to be a step ahead. Now, what are they going to do soon? I have numerous uh, um, uh, uh, theories of what they're going to do soon. Number one, soon enough, I think after the court, st- the, the court starts, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to try getting them out for mental illness, okay? Which would be a ridiculously stupid idea because the asylums in Egypt are even worse than the prisons. 
which is extremely horrible. <laughs> where they can, you know, have him, you know, in a better spot or whatnot. No, but asylums in Egypt are not nice. And they're not going to send them to Akesha or Behman. They're not going to do that. These are not government institutions. They're going to send them to uh, the asylum, stuff like that. Government, you know, uh, stuff like that. So you have that one. They're going to try doing that one. The family are going to get up on television and they're going to cry. Okay. When exactly the timeline, this could have happened. Um, this could have happened. I'm saving right. this, by the way, so that when it happens. Uh, <laughs> exactly. This is exactly what I'm telling you. So they're, so they're going to attack. The, yani, the, the, there's a likely possibility, of course, that they're going to attack me and Sabah and the assault police. Okay. Whether it being legally, you know, or whether it being physically, they're going to try attacking some of us. This is, what's, this, is, this is what could happen. Legally, I think, I think, in the maybe, yes, and this would probably maybe happen in the future as well, or even quite soon. If you have this recorded, so yeah. The family are going to come up, I thought that they would come up and cry on television, say, um, um, about a week ago, I think. Um, that's when I, that's when I thought, okay, this is when, but so the timeline ran so quickly in a way that of course I didn't expect it regardless of strategies, uh, which moved everything so quick, the national council for women moved everything so quick. And then the, everything it was beyond. And then we were like, okay, so the crying is probably going to happen afterwards where they want to win, you know, public, public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, Hey, let's just be honest. You know, that's what's going to happen. You know, they're going to go and then, and they're going to succeed at winning public sympathy to an extent. They're going to succeed to an extent. But huh, yani, what else what else can they do? already and his father said that the story about the gym is impossible because the gym is all glass. Okay, and everybody in Uptown Cairo can see the gym because it's all glass. It couldn't have happened, this assault situation inside the gym. And this boss-ass girl goes the next day. Did you see it? No, I didn't. She I goes with her Amr, phone. Amr's son is one of my closest friends. <laughs> oh, yes? Oh, I attack my Noor, Noor. But come 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this boss-ass girl went, I think, the next day and she went with her phone and she said, Yeah, Gana, they all in the gym uptown Cairo, Kulu is this, Busu. And she filmed the thing, it's all concrete, it's all closed, it's all concrete. And she even went inside and was like, And this is the camera. Now, most likely, these areas are the areas that you cannot see from the camera. She went all around the place to, to actually prove that. So, wow. this was a huge blow, huge blow, a lie from his father a lie it was a plain fucking lie yeah so say like the crying on television is probably going to happen right when the court case starts because they want public sympathy and they want that to affect they think that it's going to affect the the judicial uh, um, uh, the judges and the public opinion Mm. whether that's they're definitely going to win uh, uh, public sympathy the things that we don't want to deal with yeah you know that's that so you have that as well and uh, yeah and uh, what else were the tactics that they probably want to do uh, oh 
Uh, there, there are a few more I can let you know later. So I, yeah, I, can't no, I think I think we've uh, this is this is pretty much the blueprint of how to create a revolution twenty twenty. <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be yeah, the episode title for sure. I mean, look, we've spoken about uh, a lot. I think the main key takeaway here is uh, people be aware of what's going on. Um, yeah, work in groups if you ever want to make a change. Yeah. Um, Ali, I'm sorry. I need to say something. I know I'm sorry that I've interrupted you a number of times, but there's one question that you asked and one thing that I needed to say that I, we want to end this podcast with it. Go for is it. that the real issue that we need to tackle now, of course, the sustainability of the movement and burnout, how people can understand and know they're going to burn out and get tired, and they, but they must understand it and be aware of it so that they can come back after stronger than ever and be alert and keep on working. That's that. But the real answer, the real solution to sexual harassment and sexual assault in this country, okay, mm. is a, it's not going for the harassers and the, and the people assaulting. It's actually going for the families. The families about one thing and one thing only, for them to be able to understand in their kids, their, their, their daughters, their sisters, and everything, their daughters, they are going to be harassed no matter what they wear. They have to understand this, and they have to understand that they're going to be harassed or, God forbid, assaulted, but you're never going to know. And that's the key point that we need to tell these people. Mm. You are never going to know are you going to be able to live with never knowing that something happened to your daughter? These are, this is a very big, strong question. It's an that ego Eva thing, eh? It's an ego. Need, it's not really an ego thing. It's just, it's just they don't think, they think in how, Yanni. This uh, it's, it's the other bracket, right? It's the other. In these families, they shut the girls up. Yeah. Even if they get assaulted, you didn't get raped. Because of our, our fucking patriarchal, fucking misogynistic, fucking bullshit about this whole virginity fetish. Fem, sorry, you just got to call it, call it a fucking fetish. <laughs> we have a fetish for, for, for the hymen. It's like, get the fuck over it. My God, you know, get the fuck over the nothing will happen when this <laughs> nothing will happen this is the, this is the recipe for ultimate uh, misery and of course but these this is so, so the answer to this, and we're talking about the families of the uh, middle class and lower middle class and the, and the very, very less fortunate. Okay. I'm sorry. This might all sound pretty classes talking about class and stuff, but you know, what are you going to say? You know, what are you going to do? But uh, they, the much lesser privileged. The problem is within their Ill families and few and our families as well, by the way, in the upper middle class and the more fortunate and privileged, but mostly there the people that we cannot reach. How do we reach them and tell them that this is going to happen to your daughters either way? You have to trust and listen. You have to let them trust you. Regardless, even if you have this hymen fetish, regardless if you have whatever, can you live with yourself knowing that this happens to your daughter and you don't know? 
are you going to be able to live with that her psyche is another level oh, okay. it's another level yeah. احنا we're talking with بقى الشرف بقى وكل الجو you know الجو ده يعني الفاكسين بس فاهمك فاهمك working with that working with their يعني موضوع الشرف بقى وكل الكلام ده can you live knowing not knowing and this happened to your daughter and never reporting it to the police and never being able to do anything about it because your daughter is scared of you yeah. now this is where the real revolution is is there the families need to let their daughters know and they don't, they should not be scared of them. They should be able to let their daughters trust them. In they say to them, if there's something that happened to you, we say to them, we're going to go to the police, we're going to they're going to take things to their own hands. The important thing to tell them is that they know that this is How do we get there, Ali? We get there through. This is my next plan. This is my next plan. I want everybody to fucking hear this <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Go for it's it. A challenge, but we got so far in two fucking weeks. This is a challenge, and I'm willing on taking this challenge, regardless of the politics of my family and my name, that they're never gonna want to put that into the fucking thing. <laughs> a television ad <laughs> that you can never avoid. Yeah. the real estate that nobody fucking gives a shit about. Fam. Yeah. لازم يكون اعلان زي اعلانات رمضان كده يخش اعلان خازوق when you hear it من الاوضه الثانيه وانت قاعد في الحمام بتقلط لما اقصف اللفظ او شيت ذس از انجلش اوكي when you're in the other bathroom taking a dump and you hear this ad you know this ad and it's an intense ad it's an intense ad where you show all of the many different women and and show المنقبه اللي هتيجي تقول لك انا اتحرش بيا واتعمل كده فيا وانا منقبه محجبه هتقول لك انا اتحرش بيا انا اتعمل فيا كذا وكذا وبيتعمل فيا كل يوم واللي مش محجبه واللي لابسه اللي يو نو وات ايفر شي وانتس اللي تقول لك نفس الكلام ان الناس will be able to understand and the person honestly i'm thinking tara med tara if you're listening to this all right You know, I'm I'm gonna you know let her know. Yeah. Um, in uh, in they have to, um, yani they have to know that this is going to happen either way. The problem is not the girls, the problem is not the women, the problem is the men. We are the problem, not the women, and they need to hear that. But not from a elitist. Yeah, gana, it is our fault. Ashen, then you have the defensive men again. I take it They're gonna put their defensive mask on. Mission on any hack. That's how to get to them. Fahim is to tell them that mukta hiyasal. That احتمال كبير جدا للأسف هيحصل لبنتك. هل أنت عايزها بجد تخبي منك؟ وهي بتخبي منك عشان خايفة منك وخايفة منك. Yeah. يبنت لازم خلاص تبني سيستم عندك كده في البيت where بنتك أو أختك أو كذا أو كذا يعرفوا إن هم يقولك ويقولولك ويقولولك الحق إن في حاجة حصل. Yeah. And we have to get out of this box ان ده بيحصل مع بنات الناس الثانيه ومش احنا والكلام ده كله ان يعني بصراحه شادي like over the past week or two um, many girls of the first question have you have you spoken to your parents about that hypothetically speaking yeah. of course 99% yeah. no tabli you know i'm very curious like are they like you know a little bit strict or are they close minded what do you mean by close minded they're monitoring the case but istahala it's not even 1% that it could happen to it's always the other so this is why i'm really yeah. really really adamant on making sure that this other 
it's it's completely it most likely is 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 you because could be you it's 99% زي ما صباح انت قلت exactly. يعني فالموضوع مش it's not really مش فلسفه it's it's really it's something not. that, uh, yeah. that, that, that they, they need to بالضبط they need to know this and they need the girls on the the women on this ad to tell them i never told my parents i could be your daughter it's supposed to be a mental maker filmmaker when you probably and you once we have this i'm not joking wallah azim i'm not really joking when i'm saying this I'm, it's not like uh, i think that uh, you know given the experience uh, technically and 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 and, and within cultural relevance of what has been going on i think uh, this could be a really big next step you know i think there's the audience there there's yeah. there's the you know, I, first of all i don't know if the new york times thing is happening or la uh, uh, or, or mother they... too late خلاص all the detective work and all the, the the lawyer work is all done you know yeah but we're out of it yeah i mean you know? do they still want to cover something for 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 even oh yes middle? yes yes i'm supposed to be speaking to them this week Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe this uh, episode uh, sh- shoot it their way if they want to. Yeah, listen. why not? Definitely. No, um, for sure. That's one thing that I think we need to do is we need to, you know, you have on Netflix all these freaking like uh, oh, survive. Uh, yeah, uh, who's R. Kelly? Uh, surviving R. Kelly and all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Surviving. I'm not. I'm not trying to make a joke out of what's happening. I'm just trying oh, to make no, sure that, that that this is this is really, really, really something that deserves equal attention because you're talking oh. about you're surviving a culture not a freaking person you know this is yeah this is this is a whole nother scale and a whole nother level and i think this could be yeah. equally uh, the, the, the 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 attention and the awareness it needs so on that note and i just want to open the floor to you yeah shady to you know if you have any final remarks any final comments this has been a very fruitful discussion i know Thank this has turned into fun. like some sort of a joe rogan thing where we just you know shoot <laughs> here and there spontaneous no fucks given but i'm pretty sure anyone we've, that has... we've done well going back to the things that we like we had you had a question or like we talked and we've done well i think going yeah. back to not missing any of the points yeah. but um بصراحة شادي انت مريح جدا يعني you're, you're someone you very, too very very يعني very clear and, and I think that even if we have disagreements it's it's only natural and I think that this is the you know conflict I've always been having this this because this isn't by the way I'm, I'm bringing this to our attention because this is something that if you sh- no two people will have the same mindset or frame of mind when they talk about this especially men especially men yeah. when they talk about this so I think having a good uh, having good conflict within a conversation and, a, and an argument allows for more depth and allows for more awareness so this exactly. is great that we actually have had that but yes. um, again go for it Yashadiyam yes as far as the men go and the men are my priority right now yeah because the men this is We just popped the cherry. To be, uh, I, I, you know, I don't mean to have this, uh, you know, analogy. Not too great, but you know, whatever. We just popped the cherry with men. Men are now finally standing, finally taking a step, finally making a move, and we gave them the space to do so. Fam, and this yeah. is what they were waiting for. A lot of the great men, and even a lot of the non, not so great men as well, have actually taken a stance, taken a step. As far as the men go. Men need to continue social media activity. They must. That's one. Number two, men have to do their own research. And it would be great for women as well to, to 
to uh, uh, get the, get this kind of information, you know, out around them as well. Because in the famous day, the women are going to know much better. Super, you know, hardcore uh, feminists, which are going to say, no, it's their job to go find. Yes, it is. But do we want results or do we want fights? No, we want results. This is really the progressive thought, like a, a mindset. Yes. We want results. We don't want fights. Enough fights. Enough saying, you are shit. No, you are shit. No, this, no, that, no, that. Yes, 90-something percent of men are trash. Let's be fucking honest. But what do we want? We want progress. We want to move forward. Famous day. Yeah. It would be great if women also spoke a lot to the men and it gave them a lot of the information that they need online and on a lot of things. Famous day. Yeah. The men also have to talk to other men. Yeah. The men that are on our side, on the women's side now, which are a lot now, I mean, have, have grown so much during the past week or so, they have to educate the other men. Yeah. They have to tell them. Because, because of our patriarchal fucking society and our sexist society, the men only listen to the men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> them, which is what changed this time, is that since the men started talking, the other men started listening, yeah. which is disgusting. But it's the reality. Yeah. it's just the I think I think I think something that I'll take offline with you is maybe there should be a community for men that actively want to get educated and learn how they can support because I think that you know as much as this is a two gendered you know it's an equal conversation here I think there's this nahia or this corner that some group of men need to gather and 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 learn now that this is out there how can we be active uh, and supportive allies? Yeah, yeah. By the way, there's an Instagram profile. Wow. It's called Isn't the it? Men's Confession, I think. Something, yeah. something. I'll get you the name. Um, they messaged me. I didn't have time to respond back, but I quickly looked through the profile, looked through the description, and it said it was for men. It was something for men. Something for men to open up about what they could have done, not could have, you know, what mm. they did and how they're developing... Uh, uh, and how to and how they're changing their kaza kaza. I think it was something along the lines of that, you know. Yeah. Or or and teaching men things. I thought that this was, this was spectacular. I think it's great. Yeah. that is a great idea. Educating other men in a non-condescending way, yeah. not one condescending dude to another. You know. Yeah. It's in a real educational, empathetic way, that really hits a person's heart. That is. All nothing is going to work without that. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But nice. sorry, I'm just gonna have to say something. All right. The really, really stupid, aggressive, heartless people, okay, these individuals honestly will need honestly. I'm sorry, I don't know if you want to put this on a podcast to be completely fucking honest, but you know, they're gonna need a lot of aggressive responses to their disgusting ideologies. A lot of people have like they, their empathy is there but they still justify and they say some disgusting shit as well but you can reach these individuals Tim. you can actually reach them um, but there are certain men to be completely honest and even women which are horrible which are horrible 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 and that's when the law and the constitution comes into play the law and the constitution was created so people of all different ideologies and all different uh, opinions can all gather into one thing. Famously. Sorry. Oh, that's f- I think, I think, Bus, I think in, uh, this is mm. this is from, I think we've uh, 
we've taken that thread from the, the where it all started and yeah. uh, and we are doing i think with what's going on we are we are taking active measures this isn't just a conversation for one episode i think it's just like i said with sabah there's a series here and there's yeah. so much there's so much actively as we evolve every single day as new um new things happen to this developing movement it's not just a story it's a, it's not yeah. just a series it's something way bigger i think we're we're changing culture here yeah and, you know the culture isn't uh, rome wasn't built in a day so you can't really break it uh, in, in, in but this revolution was built in two weeks yes as well and i think that's something that everybody needs to know is that is that i don't want any more dudes to come up and say uh sorry one second you see a bit of noise i don't want any more dudes or any more people to say uh, to be completely honest i got a message like that from a dude and you know what i did honestly i said fuck you honestly <laughs> Okay, I can be really <laughs> aggressive and violent as well. You know, that's just my nature because I'm yeah. sick and fucking tired of these people. I'm sick of the ones that are heartless. Look, I think I, I think someone who says something like that hasn't had a girl that was a family member who was sexually assaulted or raped. Because I think that someone who says something like that, uh, first of all, yeah. uh, does isn't within close proximity is maybe someone like you and I. Yeah. Are, so that's uh, another problem, Alifikra. That's, by the way, guys, sorry for the noise. There's construction in New York. Okay. Um, um, this is another problem, actually, is that a lot of men only say, uh, And that's also a wrong narrative, to be completely honest. Okay. And to think that this is wrong just because it could have been your sister. Sabah was telling me, and some guy was telling her, um, uh, he could be falsely accused of that. بس لو حصل لك لا انا افشخه which is like طب ما يعني ايه بقى الهيبوكريسي وايه الهبل الهبل بقى you're right you're right you're right I, you're you're definitely right i see your point and i think yeah. That, yeah you know the notion we're trying to you know we're, we're just trying to get people to think بصراحه because this is how egyptians are moved you know i'm always always when 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 change culture is is happening you kind of have to narrow the gap as close as possible to people's perceptions already yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and it's i agree that's that's progressive thinking exactly. that's because a lot of us wouldn't like that a lot of women don't like that a lot of us don't even like that this uh, whatever works works if it works then let's do it Yeah. Because we're looking for the outcome. We're looking yes. for a good result regardless. Regardless. As long as we're not stepping on our principles and ethics, to be honest. Yes. As long as we're not stepping on our principles and ethics, okay, then what works, we'll work for it. We'll work for it. Now for the women, the message for the women. I am in no place to get messages for women <laughs> at all. But I have one suggestion, okay, is to actually as much as it really hurts and as much as it, this is this could be very very annoying but really with with your heart speak to some of these guys we want outcome we want results not not mama ah some ah fuck them okay sure sorry sorry ashtima again now sorry okay sure a lot of girls are no no fuck them fuck the men and this and that yes fuck the men but we want results You need to speak to them and you need to speak to them in a way where you tell them this is your spot. Here, that is your spot. I have a gap for you. 
I have a spot for you to come in and support us and support me. Saying this gives them a place. Like I said about the ridiculous analogy that I made at the beginning about the couch for him. Yeah. I won't want to chill in this room with these people if I'm just analogy. If there's no spot for me on the couch, you need to give people a spot for them to get in and listen and understand and work and feel with the rest of the people. And I feel like that's that's very, very important. I feel for the like a suggestion, honestly, and it's going to work from me to women. And it's not just me. Sabah is saying this as well, and it's a narrative as well that we're trying to promote. Results, not fights. A lot of people make big statements for likes. There are two kinds of people. The people that make big statements, aggressive and attractive, so that they can get likes and shares. And then you have the people that are actually going to make progressive statements, some of which aren't that flattering to listen to, but things that will actually bring results. Continuity is the name of the game. Sustainability and continuity. Exactly. And everybody in between, not the (laughs) men and not the women as well. You know, as well, we're all working, even I, everybody in the LGBTQ community suffers because of uh, toxic masculinity and harassment. Tons of people in the LGBTQ, of course, they all go through sexual assault as well. So this isn't just women and men. This is everyone in between and out of what we're doing. I'm sorry I had to say this because I'm a huge LGBTQ activist as well. But, you know, yeah. that's just no, it, is, it is very important to just be a human being at the end of the day. That's that's oh, really it. That. I think that's really it because uh, suffering is something none of us want to go through, and yeah. uh, this is kind of really why we're doing what we're doing. I think monster existed in our community, and a monster is put in prison or is put in uh, wherever he's put right now because of us coming uh, and, and finding solidarity within voices uh, yeah. and trusting one another. confidentiality and trust are. Tech, let's just say non-existent uh, so this whole thing really broke down the barrier of people trusting their deepest darkest secrets with people who they have no freaking idea who they are but they yeah. just went with it and that is something Taban, when you talk about shut off in Egypt and dignity and honor and all these things they, they yeah. have they are the ones that broke everything because of that yeah, yeah. and it's I think most of the Sorry, sorry, continue. Sorry, my bad. No, 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 go for it. Most of, most of the people, most of the women that, ki- that came to testify, um, all of them couldn't tell their parents. Tabo, tabo. Which is why I was talking about the, the main issue right now and what we should be targeting on a mass level, on a mass scale, are the families to, for their daughters to be able to trust them and tell them about what happened. Liba, yeah. why I'm saying a lot of people might disagree and be like, no, the main thing that we should be tackling is the sexual harassers and the predators themselves. Yes, but it starts in the families because if a girl is sexually harassed, okay, she can go to her family and she can tell them with no shame, she can tell them with no fear, and then they can either report it to the police Hopefully, you know, I'm not condoning to be completely honest, but um, they will be able to deal with it. Yeah. And then what, what's that result? The result is that the people sexually harassing and the predators are going to know and that there's going to be a reaction. All of the sexual predators that have people have been messaging me about, message requests or ABZ, 
he's blackmailing me. He's blackmailing me. He's telling me, and he's going to go tell my parents. This is the problem. Yeah. If the parents listen and make their children trust them, this will all change. All of the sexual harassers and the predators will know that there are consequences because the woman will go and report and the families will go and report. The consequences will become clear. The state has never completely acted upon sexual harassment in a constructive way. They have tried. They have tried. Yeah. But it never worked because they were trying to speak to the harassers and the predators and they're not going to listen. And yeah. they say, come report sexual harassment, sexual assault. How are the girls going to come report sexual harassment, sexual assault if their parents aren't going to listen to them they're, and then they're going to be scared to go, uh, uh, rightfully so, to, to, to go and report them? So the, the real problem all lies in the fact that the parents are not letting the girls uh, um, or the girls don't trust their parents because and they would is, never... This is what the campaign is going to be about from here on moving. Yes. This is yes. what really change or is changing culture yes it's not abz yeah, yeah exactly it's something way bigger um, of course uh, i want a lot a lot of people uh, i mean are are now going to do you know all the therapy and all the law and 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 all of this help that's amazing all of these things are amazing but i want to strike really hard deep down inside where the real problem lies which is the families Yeah. Famously, that is where it is. And that is the television campaign that I want to do. The television campaign that nobody can avoid about the parents and about everything that has never been said on television. Famously, easily legislated. And what's the Sorry, Kamil? Do you think this would be easily legislated, like easily passed through the legislation and the campaigns that they have from on, on, on state TV? And truth, you know, uh, and truth. But but the thing is, why wouldn't they? They want it. Yeah, you know, they want. It. On the contrary, I mean, it's a good move. It's a good movement in the midst of a lot of shit happening in Egypt. Yeah. Why would they stop it? Yeah. Sure, they might stop it because of my name and stuff. But so this isn't even about me. Yeah. Other people can do it. Maybe I can just you know help them out. And and because this isn't fucking about me. This is about the real results of fixing sexual harassment and assault and making this country a safer place for all women. So I must say. So I think regardless, this is, this is really what you just said. There just really sum this whole thing up. We're just really doing this so that women can live in a safer country. Full stop. Full stop. And by the way, it's been the sweetest and most, the best feeling in the world when I get, I don't like the thank yous because a lot of people would message me and say thank you because you can't thank me for doing my job. You can't, fam. That's not an option. I'm literally being human and you can't thank me for being you. But the things that I loved receiving were the girls that said, thank you. I now feel a little bit safer. In this country, yeah. that in itself is what hit me. Shadi, I now feel safer in this country. Men like you speaking, that you are now giving us hope. That hit me, and that is why I'm doing what I'm doing, fam. And that is why I, a lot of men have now stepped up to do what they're doing, not for thank yous, but for the feeling as in we are finally playing a role into making this place, making this country. Safer for all of the for all of the women in the country, regardless. So, I mean, sisters, not sisters, relatives, not relatives. 
That's yeah. Shady, this has been very, very, very productive. We got the, <laughs> so I was for aiming for this to be 20 minutes and I was like, when we hit the hour mark, I was like, you know what? This could easily be two hours and I'm still going to keep going on because I think yeah. this is something um, that will that really will last. This isn't a, a quick bite-sized episode. This is an episode for people that really want to understand and that will totally be immersed in the conversation around feminism the intersectionalities between feminism and all that is existing in the in the region first of all but especially in Masr so thank you thank you thank you Giddan for giving me a platform to speak and and I hope I hope people actually listen to this extremely long (laughs) podcast but we'll see we'll see for the one person that's going to listen to me blab and and speak you know thank you for listening and i hope you know yeah i hope we accomplish our uh, our mission and our goals to be honest get hope to get through with all my heart and i will do my utmost best and it seems like you are as well and it seems like a lot of men are as well which is our role yes thank you wow you've made it <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I mean, when we come to really think about what we've said, we've um, pointed out pretty much everything that we need to know about. Number one, how to create a successful change revolution, if that even makes sense. Number two is how to really be a little bit more empathetic and understanding the other you know, that this this notion of the other that seems to wind everyone. When it's really all about just a little bit un, of understanding. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. Ashraf, thank you for the mazika, Habibi. Uh, please follow us at Shadi Noor. We'll link everything down in the comments below. And uh, send me your comments at Ali Salama or at Empathy Always Wins. Um, stay tuned for a new episode tomorrow and I love you guys.